listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Inclusive AF podcast. This is Jackie Clayton. And this is Katie Van Horn. And we're very, very excited to be here. We're just coming off of HR Tech. Woo-hoo. No, Katie, great you time. <laughs> no, it was, well, I was just going to say it was great time. Uh, I'm still in recovery, but then had to get on a plane immediately and come to Dallas. So amazing. Uh, whirlwind tour, have that going on right now. Um, but yes, it's good. It's good. I was excited to actually got my voice back today. We'll hope that it lasts the whole time. Um, but part of the reason is because we got to talk and meet some wonderful people, um, including Maya Huber. Is that how you say your last name? Yes. Maya Huber. We got to party with Maya too. And we're <laughs> glad to have Maya on the podcast. So tell everybody, hello, Maya. Oh, oh, we can't hear you. You just, yeah, you just went quiet again. Oh, there you are. Oh, now, now we can hear you. <laughs> okay, I will not breathe. <laughs> Let's try that. Okay. It's going to be the world's shortest podcast. <laughs> but we will get to the news. That's, <laughs> that's right. Well, I would love for you to take the time to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about, about you. Sure. So I'm the co-founder and CEO of Tatio. We are a woman-led company. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, me and my co-founder, dear co-founder and colleague Moore, established Tatio after 15 years uh, practicing and research on the HR space. Uh, I hold a PhD. My expertise is the future of work and job analysis. And I'm here to tell you more about Tatio and to talk about our inclusive tech and overall about the, my perspective and again, your feedback about how we can create a more inclusive workforce uh, using competencies-based hiring. I love that. You know, we're all on that mission. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Maya, I, my first question to you, what does the future of work mean to you? Oh God, for me, <laughs> you know, I want to create a reality where, um, when our kids will grow up. Okay. Um, resume was that fit that thing of the past that their parents sent by fax. You know, this weird tool <laughs> that we use that anymore. That's my future of work. <laughs> I love that. I'm ready. I was like, I think she's making fun of us, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And and here's the thing. I think we all probably were in that environment in HR at some point where we were receiving resumes via fax. And it was that like, oh, Nelly, like there has to be a better way. So uh that's yeah that's where we we need to go um so but tell us a little bit about tatio and kind of what you guys are doing okay so um tactic connects companies and job seekers based on competencies alone okay so basically we are sourcing technology that use smart simulation tests to simulate jobs core task of jobs and to engage candidates through those job simulations to test their competencies before the first interview. 
So it's like a reverse engineering of the process, you know, the way it works, we get those resumes, we uh, try to sort them either manually or with an ATS, and then we do the first interviews and maybe we do some assessment, and then actually we will not be sure a person will be good at a job until right after he's hired, right? And we will miss constantly, and we are missing today, those great people that are qualified for the job, that the resumes or credentials, or sometimes the name or picture, are uh, considered to be unrelevant for the job. So in our solution and the reality we try to create is that people will be judged based on their competencies alone, no resumes, no application form, just skills and proven performance. I love that. I, I think about that. I find it really, really interesting. I, I think it's funny, especially you were talking about names. There's like this TikTok. Have you seen it? They're like, don't name him Henry. Henry sounds like an old this, this, this. Don't name them Rochelle or, you know, and I was like, we've always talked about names and I've always thought about um, discrimination or exclusion based on ethnic sounding names. But then I didn't even think there are some names that just sound old, right? Or, <laughs> or a little too modern and trendy. Let's create more problems. Yes. <laughs> yes. More barriers. Oh, and God. now people just make them up. <laughs> like they're mm -hmm. fully made up. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, you still have to work with the resumes now. How do you find those competencies? Like, how do you help people? I'm glad that you talk about working through them, but how do you help draw those competencies out? I find that it's so difficult. We're so used to right now building the resumes that they forget about the importance of what's needed to do some of these jobs. So how do you, how do you so work? Imagine you will, as a candidate, okay, okay, you will be able to experience job, the real core task of a job, okay, from your own environment, uh, tasks that there are operating within the context of the position. So let's say um, sales, okay, we touch your simulation, candidates, we pull candidates from different channels, there, we are working on diversity and inclusion. I will tell you a bit more about that because we, have, we invest a lot resources on that channels as well. But imagine as a, as a candidate, you, uh, you see an ad, okay? And you're inside a CRM of a sales uh, company and you have pipeline of qualified lead that you need to reach and qualify and create interaction with. You have this... Um, sales speech you need to follow and you just you you sell to people through the simulation so in our simulation within 20 minutes you need to close three deals we track everything you do so we track your performance we track your uh with the video and audio analysis and we create this data and again it's all about performance it's not about your stress or your the, your the way you look we make sure that you're alone and no one does the simulation with you, but that's it. Uh, except that we're tracking your flow, the content you said. Uh, either you're, you are you use proactive behavior, right? As a salesperson, you need to be proactive. You need to uh, 
to follow instructions, whatever, okay? So we track all of that. And by the end of the simulation, first, you will get a report with detailed data about how you perform the job. So I will tell um, Katie that you were a nice salesperson, <laughs> okay? Good proactive behavior. And I will do both, okay? First, I will show you, I'll touch you, you will get a list of relevant positions that you can apply. That those positions are a good match between your competencies and the general company requires, requirements. Sorry. But also, I'll tell you, you know what? Your service and orientation was that amazing and great uh, motivation and amazing energy. Will you consider to be a customer success representative? And again, a simulation, a feedback, etc. So from the candidate experience, it's just experiencing job, getting feedback, get a better decision-making. From the company side, you experience the job, you find qualified, based on your skills, nothing else. Uh, you met the requirements of location, salary, you know, the hours, um, shifts, whatever. All they need to do is to interview. But we want recruiters to spend their time interview you as a relevant qualified lead and not other people who just you know clicking and sending their resume over changing their names <laughs> to get the job done i love so, that I, we, yeah we do um take-home tests those have to be painful they just have they just have we've been working on trying to find a different if i could give them 20 minutes to try that That's would it. be life-changing. And you know, it's not popping balloons. <laughs> <laughs> it's not answering, you know, finding, someone told me at the conference, I, I can't um, compare squares anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's right. I can't do that. Yes. It's not relevant. <laughs> right. Good so yeah, it, so that's... Real. Yeah, I was actually going to ask, like, from a validation perspective. Yeah. How are you tracking to make sure that like the assessments that you're giving actually do like so the company does actually receive qualified candidates? Like, is it that the company is setting up some sort of profile? And if so, like what is like what does that take? But then also, well, I just asked like four questions right there. So I'll stop and then ask more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great question. So first I will I will go back to the core. Um, the, the, our product created after years of experience in the market. My PhD ends in job analysis, and we also backed by, uh, we are working with Professor Joseph Fuller from Harvard Business School. He's the one who's leading the Future of Work project, you probably know him. So we are, first of all, we start with data. Data that come from U.S. labor market, updated, okay, evidence-based. So imagine we have those recipes, okay, to create of what are the five main core tasks for a position. And again, it's not about um, you or, or Jackie uh, being a great team player or motivated people or, you know, those abstract um, phrases we see on our job description. It's about the main core task of a job. So one 
uh, you know, one sales, again, I'm going back to sales, but one sales representative can be all about uh, how fast you interact with clients, okay? How do you fast you track uh, the sales pitch, you follow instruction. The other one will be how, uh, in what way you create more deep interactions with your clients. So we grade that. So it, for it's a, first of all, it's a general simulation for every job, okay? But then for each company, we get better over time and we track the hiring results. So I will note for a specific company, they will like specific, you know, a, a characteristic of a unique persona and I'll bring those over and over again, or connect those over and over again. So for your question, we are back with data. We do ask uh, the company to, um, to make sure that what we test are the things they want, they need in their candidates or in their employees. But I can tell you that with 99% of the time, they say, wow, wow, how did you know that? You know, and because we come from the market. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's part of what I have found challenging just in my role as chief people officer and you know doing some of the recruiting for that is a lot of times it's a very general um, you're getting very general candidates who have very general skills and to be able to say this is a, like because i'm just thinking even within sales and you both know that's like an inside salesperson versus an outside salesperson versus a transactional salesperson versus a business development person that's you know developing the, those are very different profiles of what they actually can do. And so, yeah, I like that it, you know, kind of learns over time what you need and kind of what you're trying to actually find from a candidate perspective, that makes total sense. And then I, I you know, I'm, I'm, so I'm in the middle of something, so that's what's on my mind. I am building out, so Handshake is, you know, the what all the colleges and universities are using for recruiting. And even just building out a profile in that, it's, because I'm like, it, it's not, I don't just need this or just need that or just need that. And so like even just trying to figure out how to set up a profile. So it is these different personas, profiles, whatever you want to call it for the different departments. It's just, it's very uh, time consuming. Absolutely. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, you know, I want, I want to share two, thing, two things about that. First of all, what we try to do is to start from the top down. So it's not about creating those personality traits, okay, this culture about the company and do the match. We are focusing on the and the top uh, core tasks that are required. We start with performance. So we will make sure recruiters will have time to test the personal traits, the cultural matching to the company. Um, and, and it's a, just a different paradigm from my end uh, for, for Ari. You know, because commonly we do the other way around. We start with backgrounds and personality and traits and some assumptions we have about um, the competencies that we learn from the candidate's experience. And I'm saying, you know, we need to be more objective. And 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 that 
in that way more inclusive because if you look only on objective mm -hmm. data you're open and just just go back a second for uh, for your comment what we do to uh, to make sure we do stand with the changes in the market as well is that what our tech enable us to do we have our own um simulation engine like uh, editor that enable us let's say we did a sales simulation and then i can tell you a true story we're working with Wix, one of our companies and uh, they said you know what um right until now we were hiring uh customer success people that would that provide service on calls and now we prefer chats so within a couple of days we had a feature of chat and we changed everything altogether so we are really agile from that perspective as well well you know what I get, this is where i get hung up on this is my and keep in mind okay i'm always looking for like the absolute perfect tool like you know i need a glass of water but with the right ice cubes in the right shape with the right bendy straw the nice sound and the, like it doesn't exist but you deserve it absolutely absolutely <laughs> i do Maya. have you seen my children's heads all right so but i asked so when i'm thinking about like like i need the competencies but then as one of the competencies like in order to work at Textio. So I'm the VP of TA and DEI. So one of the competencies to build an inclusive tool is that you have to be able to work with inclusive teams on top of the competencies. Is there a whole, like, like I need both of those things, like regardless of what role you have on the <laughs> one side, I, you have to have these competencies or you can't work here. Who, have you built that tool? Has anyone built that tool? We need to know because I don't want to hire you, even if you're perfect, if you're a racist, sexist, homophobe. Like there's just no space there, even if you're perfect. So I can tell not, you that. Can you go work on that? First of all, you know, I'm open, always open to new uh challenges. I can tell you that. Um listen, our first early adopters in sense of users uh not clients the the job seekers are the ones who are want to put their skills up front and understand the value of that and also the companies um because we are we are delivering a new approach to this space we do uh, we we get <laughs> i feel like we get those people who are more open to that because as a company, you need to be open, not, and we, we get, at, we've been asked for companies over and over again, okay, but send his resume as well. No, we will not send his resume as well. This is only competencies. And we keep hearing the candidates sharing that this is such a great opportunity for them to be judge, to be respectful. So hopefully we, we are on the road, but again, sorry, I have everything accept the straw but i'm committed i'm committed to find a solution i am Perfect. Perfect. as long as you're willing because i think that's the part that's that's what's making me nervous about these new skill tools right that's what makes me the most nervous i mean it makes me excited from the standpoint was like when i was a stay-at-home mom i was probably really a lot better worker for a lot of a million people than I am now that but was looked over 
And of now course. that I'm like old and tired and I don't want to do all of those things, I'm great at a couple of different things, but I get nervous of who decided these were the competencies. And I feel like with hiring managers, when I, if I ask a hiring manager to make up the job description instead of like modify existing job descriptions and put them in Textio, thank God I have the, that to be able to back it up. They send me weird things that I'm like, of course, <laughs> you know, and they no, even have a jet and Jackie, they need to speak five languages. But that's the thing, Jackie, they do not design the simulation or decide what the competencies will be. We do. The, okay. We, the data do. This is not, um, you know, they did not define it and decide I want that person. I want only people who, I don't know, operate fast or. Uh, they do. They cannot tell anything but competencies, but we choose them. The only thing they can do is grade them or rank companies, rank candidates based on competencies. But they are not the one designing, not the simulation, and not what the core task will be. We do. I mean, I'm willing to play with you. I'm just saying. What do really? you? <laughs> I'm giving you the clean <laughs> one eye. I want to trust me. That's help. Trust me. Just trust me. I, I want to tell you a story. Okay. Two stories. One, um, at the, uh, I was working, um, I, first of all, once we started, we started as a, uh, an assessment tool for people with disabilities. That was our first product. Then we realized it's pretty stupid. Yeah. But we realized we could not uh, ask companies to use a specific tool for a specific in, uh, population. Mm -hmm. Right. biased <laughs> uh, and then we expanded that. but the fact that we started from underprivileged we did we designed a product for unprivileged population we really you know we worked with those people we were we have a deep understanding how to create an inclusive technology that will remove bias so uh, we do not share names it's just initials only competencies we even not we do at the beginning we do not share location we do the match based location but we, we share just competencies this is one story i want to share and the other which is my story when i started the journey with a great mission to be to create again technology that will um create an inclusion inclusive company i thought uh, that there's a big issue in the market with those unprivileged people but it's there you know it's their issue Mm. that I'm committed to solve, but then I wanted a career change. And again, 15 years in HR, wanted to be a product. You know, no one will look at my resume. I have a PhD. No one will look at my resume. There wasn't, there wasn't relevant. And suddenly you reason it's not the unprivileged problem anymore. It's all of us. As you said, as a mom, people on career change, um, we, you know, the environment changed rapidly, uh, you know, COVID, everybody is talking about that, but in the future of work, it does, it really doesn't matter what you did. What matters is what you know to, out, what to do. And at the end, you know, I, I have this gig proving that I could be a great product, <laughs> but <laughs> the market should be open to that and moms. And I totally, um, um, I, I can, I feel what you said about this pro uh, this period in your life. We need to be judged differently. And, and this is just the start. We have a lot to work on, 
And we need to make sure the right people are also using our product as well. But it's a start. I mean, my whole point, I always tell people, they say, oh, I'm going to redact a resume. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Men still like men's resumes, whether the name or the pictures, mm -hmm. they are not. Why? Because they communicate differently. I mean, not to get all philosophical, but men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Absolutely. There's a whole bunch of genders in between from a whole lot of other planets that don't communicate well. So that's when you start getting, I don't know why, but I just like this resume. And you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, because it's just- I know why. Yeah, I know, fully know why. You know, so I like that it takes the resume out of the process. Sorry, Katie. I'm just like very excited. I'm very excited. It's my no, I am I like this Maya Huber. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the tool like it, it just makes sense because I think to Jackie's point, there is so much bias in the resume, as we all know. And you know, redacted or not, and you know, th there were a couple tools that I saw last week that had those had that ability. And it's great, but it's also that there are just, there's language, there's different things that continue to bias folks. Like one of my clients, they actually started taking off where degrees were from as well, mm. you know? And so you have different things, different ways, but it's still the resume and it's still the same language. It is always fun though, when you can have a little bit of a gotcha with the hiring manager, when they're like, oh, I like this one. You're like, that's funny because it's not who you think it is. That's right. You're like, oh, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> you don't know what I just did. Um, anyways, no, so I think it's great. <laughs> um, so, but, but also, next? Katie. Oh, sorry. No, just, yeah. I, I just want to say, you know, there, remember that resume are also, are still belong to privileged people. That's true. There are so many out, mm -hmm. people out there that do not like to share their, their um, um, history. Or, you know, they have those gaps from so many reasons. So those candidates automatically are not relevant and ATSs do not know how to read them. True. Yeah, and I think that that is so true and it is fascinating to me to look at resumes and there is that gut-wrenching piece of me that's like, oh, I have friends that can help you with your resume. I, I know people who can help you build it because you're looking at these resumes and you're like, no one ever taught you. You, yeah. No one ever sat down and said, this is what it should look like or should it look like. And yeah, I know there's like, you know, people like certain formats, that type of thing. But I mean, just like some of the basics of how you put the information in there to make it, you know, shine for whoever is reviewing them. And I mean, we all know this, we all do this as recruiters, yeah. you look for keywords, you look for certain things and that competencies is a great example. Like if I can see that, okay, they have this skill, this skill, this skill, I don't care where they got it That's right. from. I don't care. You know, I want to know, can they do this job? Do they have that skill and to be able to do it? You can. That's the dumb part. We just yes. look at the four mm -hmm. keywords. I mean, and right. your point, my, like when I, when I got laid off when we a number of years ago, I, I paid $350 for someone to be able to redo my resume. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And you know what? There's another interesting angle of that that we, we try to, to solve that, you know, when, I, when we met Professor Fuller, his research is about this untapped pool of job seekers. And what he means, and it's a really interesting article to read, I really recommend it. It's about, you know, you, you assume that those people are unemployed, right? 
or again, underprivileged, uh, again, or discriminate. But he's talking about 27 million people in the US every year. That he's talking about underemployment. And what mm-hmm. is just interesting about what he shared is that the, is the fact that people do not get opportunities or are not exposed to opportunities because they do not know how jobs will look like and what their optional career path. And when I read that, I said, it's interesting. And, but I, 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 I never met those people until, you know, I walking in the US, I just came back. We met this um, manager of a candy factory. He told me, and I hear these stories over and over again, that even in warehousing and logistics, sometimes and more often, people do not know what the job requires. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he, he was telling me, this is a candy factory and people come over and they're surprised that they need to wrap candies into boxes. Right, that is so <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for me, and you know, I was amazed. I said, really? Is that, is that really happening? And we see it across industries that people do not know. And you know, they, they act like they know and you cannot know, learn anything from job sleeping, right? Like anything. Everyone is selling their dream. Mm-hmm. Every job is amazing, amazing opportunity. Every teams are unbelievable, you know, <laughs> right? And how the job will look like. And what we're trying to do is just close this gap and to have people experience a job and get a better understanding of what they're about to do. And when we get those people telling us, you know, I think it's not for me. Or I would consider that that's amazing. That's the pool of candidates we are looking to integrate into the market, right? We are all struggling for qualified hands. Here they are. Mm-hmm. Let's reach them. But we need to, to, uh, to pull them over in a different approach. It's, that, that resonates so much with me right now. Uh, we have construction project managers. So, you know, we're building sites for char- charging stations. And I've now had conversations with multiple people. They're like, Wait, if I'm a pro, I have to go to the sites, and you're like, yes, you're the project manager. That's, <laughs> but but it's also interesting because we've hired a few folks. We had like a journeyman electrician who would not normally have been considered, but he had the competencies, he's had the skills, and he's a rock star. And so it is like the where can you find talent? It goes back to kind of that underrepresented, marginalized groups that have been overlooked because they don't have the right resume. They don't have the right pedigree school-wise, whatever it might be. But if they can do the job, come do the job. And, and I think that's what, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, so many of us feel like, no, this person can do this. And it's how do we talk through that with the hiring manager, with the team to say, let's give this person a chance. They have the competencies. And so the tool that you're talking about, like that would help. And that I think would go a long way to say, here it is on paper that they can do this. Absolutely. But how do you find the people? Like, what if you're like, I just want somebody who can do this job. Okay. So you just want someone to wrap candy. That's all freaking candy. Damn it. <laughs> I would like someone, I would like someone to follow me around and unwrap candy for me and just like, give me a Ooh, piece of candy every I'll few minutes. Double. And oh, I yeah. will go back to the drink, <laughs> the umbrella. <laughs> can we work on that? <laughs> I think so. I think I, I, if I can, let's do it. If anyone, <laughs> they're like, you haven't been qualified for any of the jobs, but you should call Jackie and Katie. 
<laughs> I think they would like you very much. <laughs> a candy, a candy unwrapper. <laughs> Back massager. <laughs> you see? Yes, yes, yes. I think Ron um, Okay, so we have three channels. Okay, one is our own marketing, but we invite candidates to experience job not necessary to apply. So the process in there, you know, it's, there's not the stressful environment of an assessment. And they can um, redo the simulation over and over again. Of course, we track that and we test the learning curve, but it's a stressful, less stressful environment and they also get feedback. So for them, the experience is really meaningful. This is one. The second, there's, it's not a mandatory, but most of the companies that work with us uh, provide us an access to the pool of candidates that eventually didn't get hired. We'd never admit it, but deep down, we all get at least some pleasure from bad things happening to somebody we don't like. History's full of stories about bitter enemies being mutually horrible. Usually nothing good comes of it. But sometimes, sometimes, you get soul singers James Brown and Joe Tex, or 17th century nun Sor Juana, and the entire Catholic Church duking it out and dramatically changing our world. On Beef with Bridget Todd, we tell the stories of those petty feuds behind some of the greatest art, innovation, and global events. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. So for, for, from the company side, it's an extra value for, you know, their candidates to check their career path, and we get these uh, candidates as well. And the third, which I love the most, we invest a lot of resources to collaborate with NGOs continuous education program, training programs, or any organization or company that provides service to unprivileged populations or people in career change. They are not paying, of course, first of all, job seekers do not pay for the solution, okay? But we also make sure, it's not just that, we make sure that they implement our tool inside because we believe this is just, not just about creating inclusive tech, you need to make sure that the end user is using your product. Yeah, right. So, so this is also our channel. And unfortunately, not a lot of companies do that. Not all, it's not always supported by our board because, you know, people in uh, business people do not always appreciate that. But from our end, we are committed to that. And we know it's a long process, but th this is for us the real effort to, to bring those people over. Thank you for that, because I, 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 you know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, as recruiters in this space of, you know, focusing on DEI, we talk about kind of the where, where do you get folks from? Mm -hmm. And again, to be able to tap into talent that has been marginalized, that has been over, you know, no one's even taken them into consideration and to be able to leverage that talent, which comes with like just such deep and rich experiences like that's huge and that you know to be able to do that and to be able to tap into that talent is amazing and you know i think the more we can leverage you know some of the groups that we just haven't looked at before haven't thought about before that's where we find new and cool folks that we would never have had the exposure to Absolutely. so that's awesome thank that's you that's awesome yeah no thank you i can um, go do it i can go apply i can go simulate I could go to a job. We send you a link, but you need to be open to new possibilities, new career path. Don't tell my boss. 
you know. Hey, Karen, if you're listening, Never Jackie is just going to test the tool. She's I'm just not. Testing. Yeah, to be very, very clear, she's not going anywhere. I mean, what? always it's always worth looking. I I completely agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I will share. However, I will happily share a link. Can I yeah, ask you a so, question? Always go. <laughs> what you, you you probably hear and saw you saw a lot of startups, right? What mm -hmm. you what is your one or two great advices that can you can tell me for us to to succeed? So from HR Tech Conference, or just generally? Yeah. Generally. Okay. One of the things I'll start with HR Tech Conference. One of the things that, and I actually mentioned this to Jackie and a few other folks. There were a lot of very specific tools that I was like, how, like, are they just doing this to sell to a bigger company? Which, yes, I know some of them are. Um, but I, there were so many very specific th that I was like, how do you make, create a business from that? Because it was like, who is going to buy it? You know, I'm thinking of just HR budgets. Who's going to pay? You know, this, the yeah. zero dollars that we have to spend on HR technology. Don't have any I'm like, who is, right, how, who is going to be able to buy each one of these little tools that are all great, you know, but in and of itself, like, how do you do that? So that would be one thing. And then I think the other piece is the more that you can build that pool of candidates, like that is, that's the huge piece because as a recruiter, as an HR person, the more places I can go that I can find talent that has not been tapped, you know, it's kind of like the whole idea, like so many people, it's like, oh, where do you go to find diverse talent? And they're like, oh, just go to the HBCUs. And you're like, cool. And no, because everyone else has thought of that idea. That's literally like the like, yeah, you know, okay, level so 10,000. So where, right. like, what Her. about the other millions of black and brown people? Yeah. Millions. Yeah. And also, and also I think, well, a lot of times that is not done correctly as well. So like, it is like, Hey, you're black and we want you to come work yeah. here. And you're like, well, maybe that's not the right approach, but um, <laughs> that's another conversation another for day. another day. Another yeah. Yeah. But I, I think there's a, a piece here where it's the, the more you can find that untapped talent, every recruiter on the planet is trying to find folks that have not been discovered before. And I like this tool because it is about competencies versus mm -hmm. about, you know, what, you know, did they go to Stanford? Did they go to wherever? Do they have this degree? Um, Cause that's, I mean, I think that's another thing, like so many software developers now, at least that I'm seeing, they're coming out of boot camps. They're coming out of, you know, non-traditional training and it's amazing. And they're, they are, Awesome. So, yeah. sorry. I'll stop. Go, Jackie. Go no, for Jackie. I, I just say partner, partner, partner. I mean, there's something that's happening. Like, and I, and don't invest. Like, literally, partner. And the reason I say that is because you have your freaking like job bite, smart recruiters, a jazz H. Y'all are all the same fucking company. I mean, I I mean, you're just you're like. <laughs> It's like one of you is like Oreos and one of you are like those like chocolate sandwich cookies, but you're, you're basically the same thing. I and we all love you. We love Don't you individually. Me. Don't at me. Katie's like, are we going to name and names? Don't at me, bro. <laughs> and, but to really partner so that you can have 
a product that can go through the full candidate experience because yeah. that's part of the reason where I don't need you Tatio to be all things, but I do need you Tatio, yes. to help build an infrastructure so that I can do all the things. So that's what I would suggest is, is to partner with an adjacent industry. Um, and then also I would say, you know, partner from a company perspective, but partner from um, a lead perspective, because there seems to be organizations that are holding really tight to this, their technology. They say they want inclusive spaces. So do my clients, so do Seekout's clients, so does Greenhouse. Let's share so we can create organic, inclusive environments instead of acting like I'll only be inclusive, but I'm not gonna talk to you in public. Yeah. <laughs> job okay, but some, there's some others that I will talk to. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Katie gets so mad because she's like, why do you mention people by name? Um, no, I, I know. I know what names you're not mentioning. I know how kind you're actually being right now because I know what names you're not mentioning. <laughs> yes, you do. Because there's a full list. Um, but there are I will make sure I'm not on that list. Yeah, yeah do not yeah, get on that I list. Would, I would too if I were you. The thing is, is that there's, there's, there's other things that there are good ideas that end up dying because they can't do it on your own. Like, so many companies that have great ideas and great technology but don't have the relationships or understanding of how the full scope works and right now they're adding a lot of things to the recruiting arm and to hr yeah. and so i think it's important to to think about as you're talking to various clients what else would you use to see if there's any parallel so that we can all at least some of us play nice and have these adjacent things so that we can create inclusive, successful organizations, help them be successful so that more people would want to create. And, and I will step off the soapbox with that. Statement. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, we're rolling up right on time. And so this is the, the time that we usually share one or two things, I'm speaking to the person in the mirror, um, one or two things that we want people to take away from our podcast. So Maya, what two things would you wanna make sure that people heard if they didn't hear anything else? Okay, um, first, I think, you know, there's a lot of solutions out there try to automate a broken process. I believe there's a broken process if you still use this one tool that, you know, being a danger tech, all of the solutions rely on words or stories or credentials, all of them. I think it's time for a paradigm change. It's not just about post-COVID, it's about the future of work and the future of our kids and actually our economy, okay? because we are in a in a path where we need to look different in the way we hire and to change the way we you know the hiring process is being focused on screening people out mm -hmm. instead of screening them in and this is this is one and the other thing um you know we talk about i, I think the industry is talking about about skills and about being inclusive and I think we should be really, really critical about it because sometimes we are, I, I feel that companies use, you know, 
inclusive approaches, but it's not an inclusive process. Um, and I believe that we need to step one step further, to take one step further from talking about skills, to talk about competencies, and to try the best. And just about us, Tatio, I believe that we, I want more companies, you know, working with us to create this new matching standard that will provide opportunity to people to be judged by their skills and that will be that will stand with the requirements of what the future your future lies ahead because there's so many opportunities out there there's so many amazing brilliant people and there's gaps we need to fill so let's not you know uh, if we will do the same thing we will not get better results mm. let's try to do something different so i i wish that people will be more open and we meet we meet open companies but if i could ask for something to be to meet more open recruiters and talent acquisition managers that are brave to to engage to be you know to to be we call it an age of evolution okay we want people to join our evolution and to uh, move forward uh, to talk to test people to judge people only based on their competencies i give snaps to that yeah, I do too. And also, I would like to say, uh, you, uh, Maya, you're really going with Jackie's methodology of the one thing because yeah, that was like, like 17 like, amazing yeah, things. <laughs> so, yeah, well done, my friend. You I put said, it all I, in. I, I, I told to myself, <laughs> try to be under 20. Just I like that you said <laughs> one, 35 things, and two, 17 things. It was cool. I liked it. I like, I like your swagger. <laughs> um, for me, I think it is, it, it, you know, one of the pieces that you've touched on kind of throughout this entire episode, it's hiring managers, recruiters, anyone really in an organization focusing on competencies. And that's something that we've been talking about for years is focus on competencies, not where was the degree from, what was the degree, you know, where do they live, all of these other pieces. And to be able to actually do this in such a way that it's done for you automatically, like that, I, that is, that's killer. Like, that's amazing. And so the more we can help people, yes, help people to really focus on competencies and skills versus who they are, who they know, that's huge. So that was only one. I did good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, if I would say one thing to take away, it would be have a bias to hire instead of trying to exclude people like look like make them really fight their way out <laughs> like, <laughs> because you're, i think we're missing out on on well and two don't pass up a good candidate because you're looking for the perfect candidate i will say that as we're looking inclusive and i won't say another word to prove that i can i can actually count and i know what to actually means i don't think i've ever done that on this show before maya just stay <laughs> silent for a second she'll she'll ruin it just stay silent no, no. stop it's mean you know i want to hold the space and number 44 mean okay. mean people no i it's been great my i really appreciate it I, i'm i'm really I am excited. I will look for a link. I do want to take an assessment. I will send it to you. And we yes, should talk please. about it. Yes. Maybe Katie and I take it and we have a part two about what that experience 
feels like. I think that could be that yes. will be interesting because amazing. it's different and innovative yeah. than a lot of the other squares that we have to compare. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Finally, it's not a square. Yeah. Maya, thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Uh, this thank is you Katie so Van Horn. much. It was oh, fun. Yes, that is Katie. It's Van always fun. It, it's always it fun. That's fun. what we try to do. <laughs> That's what we try. Try our I thought hardest. It was special. I, was so, I thought that was special. You, you are, are special. special. Yeah. Yeah. Every, it's, but it's always fun. And because every favorite. time we get to talk yeah. to new people, you're our favorite you're every favorite. time. That's what That's how it right. works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for thank joining you. us on the Inclusive AF Podcast. My name is Jackie Clayton. And then, who are you? Wait, do you want me to say it again? I'm still yeah. Katie Van Horn. Still right. Katie Van thank Horn. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.